Rancho, I love the loudest podcast last week, the one that you did with Nico. Oh, thank you. Very thank, much. Look, thank you. No. I think that's the best episode of Dark Side Chills you guys have ever done. <laughs> yeah, that's a free taste for the Patreon. If you're not a Patreon yet, we do one of those about a month. Once, yeah. Sometimes we skip a month, but it's pretty consistent. Lately. We're doing our best. We okay, do. <laughs> we're, all, we're, we're home on beans. Anyway, listen, this is what I want to talk about specifically. You bring up this t-shirt guy. Some kind of TikTok t-shirt guy. And my first thought is, oh, it's a disgusting eye the fuck's t-shirts. Like, if Rancho and Nico are both crazy about some TikTok t-shirt guy, he's wiping his ass with the t-shirts and he's throwing them into a church. Yeah, you have no idea how close you are. <laughs> but then I start to see this t-shirt guy. I love this t-shirt guy. Will you please tell people about the t-shirt guy? Okay, so uh, what Asterius is referring to is my new favorite lol cow. Cobra's getting a little gross lately. Really? <laughs> I'm off Cobra for a little bit. He's making his own alcohol, I guess because times are tough. And I don't know, there's only so much fermented Kool-Aid. <laughs> You can watch a man drink before it starts to degrade on your soul like rust. So now I'm watching uh, someone who's slightly less sad, but only by like five years. I think this guy is actually five years away from being Cobra, but I digress. His name is World of T-Shirts. World of t Thank you. A.K.A. Joshua Block. And he is a, I'm obsessed with him because he's a Long Islander, too. Like, so there is a chance that we could see him on public transportation. Well, I mean, can't we also just buy tickets to his tour? Oh, yeah, we'll talk about the tour. Because, guys, he's like Kramer. He's like a real, like when Kenny Kramer... The real life inspiration for Cosmo Kramer, like started his own the real Kramer tour. Do you, you remember this? I don't. You could pay the guy that Kramer is based on to hang out with him, and now you can pay this T-shirt guy. Oh, that's funny. Okay, yeah. So he got TikTok famous a couple of years ago, actually. Not for what he's doing now, but just he just make these really socially awkward videos of him like dancing around like a fucking fish on a dock desperately trying to get back into the water <laughs> and just weird server be like I'm going to eat the world's spiciest gummy bear and then he'd eat it and people would share it around because it was 2020 and that's what people did so everything was going fine and dandy and then one day he discovers the magical world of alcohol and he discovers that he really, really likes to drink. So what World of T-Shirts is famous for today is filming himself getting like just absolutely wasted on camera on like a daily basis. Like every day he's consuming, I'm not over exaggerating, like minimum 18 standard drinks like on camera and that's only the ones that we're seeing him film and put onto TikTok. So how you might be asking yourself, Lister, how does this guy make money to like afford to be drinking like that in New York City? Because he's taken, you know, the train into the city. He runs a tour business. Well, obviously, he's probably got some kind of money coming in from TikTok. And he also has bad influences around him that I think are like pay piggying him a little bit. He also runs tours like a, he has an active touring business that you can go on right now if you have $30 or maybe $50 because 
according to reviews I've seen of the tour, he charges $30 on the website. Like you have to pay $30. And then when you get there and it doesn't say anything about this, you have to give him an extra $20, which he will then use to buy everybody drinks. And then over the course of the night, people tend to drop out of the tour. So what people recommend is if you are going on the World of T-Shirts tours to stick around until the end. So you can splurge on high noons instead of like $3 beers. I just want to re-level set for our audience. He's just a guy. This is what he looks like. He looks like the nerdy guy that like might be super into documentaries at your college. He's skinny, white, big thick glasses. He walks around in the captain's hat. He looks young and he comes off as young. So it's fun to like watch this guy get shit-faced in a way where it's like it's not fun to watch king cobra or the gun or any of these <laughs> other low cows like when you watch them drink it's so sad and you're like oh god this person's caught in the death grip of alcohol but world of t-shirts is in the very early phase of the death grip of alcohol we're like go man go drink man drink it's really a sight to behold because i think part of the reason why world of t-shirts is more fun to watch at least for me personally is because he's way more active like he is going on these tours and the, oh and by the way i don't know if i have a spoiler alert audience i'm sure you've uh gleamed this from context but the tour the quote-unquote walking tour of new york city is a walking tour of cobra's favorite bars and yes. he goes and he uses the cash that you gave him to buy you the drinks that were supposed to be included with your ticket according to the website if anybody has went on the world of t-shirts tour can you please write in and tell me if he does talk about the history of any of the bars because i've seen conflicting information i've seen some people say yes he does have like one or two things to say about each place like obviously it's all about consuming as much alcohol as possible but other people have told me he said like literally nothing and then he was just like silent <laughs> at the end he just oh also i want to know how he leaves <laughs> at the end <laughs> does he just like run in the opposite direction because as we are about to see on this video uh so world of t-shirts part of the reason why he's so funny is because if you go on tiktok and you look up world of t-shirts and it will auto complete it to world of t-shirts incident and then you get to like pick from a list. There's multiple of, incidents. Yeah, the Penn Station incident. That's when he almost got arrested. He uh, was just behaving like a homeless man. And there's parts of Penn Station. Listener, if you've never been to Penn Station, there's parts of Penn Station where they don't give a fuck. But then there are other parts where they really want to keep it clean because like the expensive trends come in there. And I, he was a little too close to that section. I believe, but he, Naruto ran, he dropped a smoke bomb, escaped, I believe. And just for our listeners who, just in case they're ever given the choice, drink by New Jersey Transit, do not drink by Amtrak. Yeah. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. Like, here's how you know you're getting close to the Amtrak. The literal soldiers with giant machine guns that have been there since September 12th, 2001. Don't drink around those guys. And COVID. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. And don't scream about how you run two businesses and you barely get by like a homeless man at nobody in the middle of the train station. Wait, is he saying that to big time the cops or to get pity off the cops? I don't know. The only thing I've seen of it is like him. It, the video starts with him screaming at nobody being like, I run. He's clearly wasted because he's like, can't Ooh. say words. He's yeah. like, I run two businesses and I 
barely get by. That's that's a frequent thing to comment on his videos now oh. too, especially when he's spending a lot of money. Is on alcohol. I run two businesses and I'm barely getting by. He's by. Okay, first off, we keep talking about this video. Is this the video I've queued up here? Yeah, uh-huh. This is an example of one of his recent incidents. This is the car incident. The car. I see it says it right here. Footage from the car incident. And this is recent. This is like within the last two weeks this happened. All right. Let's watch the car incident. <laughs> okay, so this... I mean, okay, I have to pause it right away. I'm so sorry. So there's a, this kid is wearing shorts and a t-shirt and his captain's hat in the middle of November, and he's just running right against traffic. Like, the cars are coming at him. He's running straight at the car. He doesn't even look like he's trying to cross the streets. Yeah, that's part of, uh, I forgot to mention that, he calls himself the captain of NYC. Okay. So that's part of his persona is the captain's hat. Do you have any idea how much charm the captain's hat adds? It does. It makes him very identifiable, like a Where's Waldo character. It's There's a guy with a crazy old captain's hat on, and he's <laughs> handing you like a red drink, and you're a boy. You drink the drink if you're a boy. Please don't drink it if you're a yeah, You head out with this guy. And he's running at cars, too, I guess. <laughs> All right. Wait, okay, he just threw his takeout lunch on the ground. Now he's running the other way. Now he's running back the other, and he's not crossing the street. He's just Naruto running in the road. Where does he think he's going? And that's it, that's where the TikTok ends. I don't know if you heard that, but he was like antagonizing somebody in a car. Oh. And then somebody in the car screams, yo, just hit him. That's and good. that scares him. And then he starts screaming and Naruto running away, which is what he does frequently to escape danger it's like if there was a nature documentary that would have been like this is how the world of t-shirts escapes when he realizes he has met a foe that he can't defeat <laughs> by throwing prepackaged lunch at him he's done that like regularly there were other incidents where uh i don't know if this kid was harassing him or if he just like was just excessively tweeting or making videos, tagging him or something. But he was real scared of this one kid who he ran into in Las Vegas. And to get away from him, he just started screaming, he's going to rob me. That kid's going to rob me. And started like sprinting away like that. He's like the anti-me. <laughs> because I would run head first towards danger. I'd be like, you're going to hit me with your car? No, no, no. I'm going to hit you with my leg. And I would kick the car real hard. No, wait a minute. I can't do these things anymore. I keep forgetting I learned my lesson and I won't act like this again. You've got to learn it again, I guess. Or otherwise, you're going to have no legs. Damn it. Why was my first thing to kick the car? So, and you know what leg I would have used? My left leg. That's where my power is. So here's a question. Would you go on the world of t-shirts? <laughs> Listen, this is a spoiler for you. The audience may know this at this point. You'll never guess what I bought you for Christmas. Oh, my God. We are going <gasps> on the tour. Oh, my God. I'm going to film it. We're going on the tour because I know... If there's one thing you want, it's to be in the background of a world of t-shirts TikTok. You, I know you just want to be in one of the talks. Am I right or am I wrong? Oh, yeah. I want to be in one of his famous shooter videos where he has a 99 bananas or something and he just rails it in the middle of the street. So this was the first thing I saw that I liked about this kid. He's on the subway platform just waiting for like the regular ass subway. He's at like one of those popular subway stations in New York at 14th Street Union Square, like where all the cops are. 
and he just opens up a little 99 bananas mini bottle. He puts it in his mouth and he does like a hands-free shooter where he just like tips the whole thing back into his mouth and he just hops on a train like nothing's happening. That is exactly the right amount of civil disobedience for a boomer. Like, now you're drinking in public? We think that's cute. You're not tagging anything. You're not throwing a brick through a Starbucks window. And yeah, they deserve it, but also make my balls go inside my body. Drinking in public? That's adorable shenanigans. Yeah, well, he does it more and more frequently. It's crazy how fast it's like devolved. But everybody's like, man, I wonder if he's going to be like dead by the time. We get to that tour. No, no, we're going before Christmas because I also want you to see the Rockefeller set of Christmas tree. Oh, that's going to be such a nice day. We're going to go get absolutely fucking wasted. Apparently, the tour covers Lower Manhattan and Red Hook for some reason, like Red Hook in Brooklyn. I have noticed that about his tour, and I don't understand why you would leave Manhattan to go to Brooklyn. Both boroughs have plenty of shitty bars because this guy's drinking a lot of red drinks. I'm not, it, I may be wrong. I'm not seeing like rail and scotch or rail and whiskey and diets. Like he's going sugary fancy, true or false? Yeah, no, he can't afford that. Usually it's just uh, like a shitty beer. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a lot of shitty beer, a lot of high noons. He's been into wine and the, lots of shooters. Obviously like shooters. He likes White Claw too. I've seen him with frequent White Claws on the train. Actually, so if you ever see a guy with a big brown baker bag and a captain's hat coming out of Long Island, you might just be in the grace of the captain. <laughs> now, he's not making money, which is weird to me because he's famous on TikTok and we are about to give him $50 just to hang out with him. I mean, honestly, I really have no idea what anybody makes on TikTok. It's like such maybe everybody is just flexing but i don't know the discrepancy in like tiktokers because this guy has like 2.5 million followers right like obviously he has no uh advertisers or anything because he does nothing except get drunk all day and have 18 drinks tonight there's also a account that like counts all of the drinks the only the ones that he shows on camera and shows you like how many he drank his maximum bac and like how much he spent on average and it's like regularly it'll be like okay well i've done the math here and he's not going to be completely sober until like 1 p.m tomorrow and then he'll be like drinking at 11 30 the other night he posted he was like yeah i threw up by 8 p.m he's really proud of that for some reason he likes telling people but i've seen multiple videos where he either he posted to his own account where he's like hey guys just want to tell you i threw up on the long island railroad <laughs> 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 or once I've seen one where some guy like just recognized him in public and walked up and was like, hey, world of T-shirts. And he's I, I, apropos of nothing says, I threw up over there. And the guy was like, oh, that's you sick. <laughs> and then the video ends. There's something about <laughs> watching this guy drink where you're proud of him and you want him to drink more. And not in a way like you do with other alcoholic law cows. Like when people want to see King Cobra get fucked up, they want to watch this guy hurt himself. Yeah, obviously. This guy, I just want to see how long he can run. He's like a, 
He's like a really good gamer that you're watching on Twitch where you're just like, go, man, go, speed run this thing. Get all the warp whistles. Go, man, go. Yeah, it feels like that's part of the reason why it makes him. Like, he's actually out there. He's in the streets. He's doing stuff. Yes. Like, all Cobra does is, like, yell at his webcam sometimes. Yeah. A lot of the times his brain's too melted to even get, like, properly mad. Yeah. Like, the best we get with Cobra lately is him, like, screaming at a delivery guy. This guy's getting in fights with real-life homeless people. <laughs> and he's running from cops. And look, and when we say he's running, it's not a joke. He's not using his arms. He's using his arms to hold out to alcohol or something. <laughs> like, he just, I would, you gotta pump those chicken wings, buddy. You need them for balance. And he's fucking screaming like a girl. <laughs> it makes me so happy that there's a guy like this now because this is like the New Yorkiest thing. Remember the naked cowboy? You know, that guy was around for like 20 years. Like, it was more than just like, oh, he was in Spider-Man movie. It's like, that guy was like a New York institution. Kenny Kramer. Like, if you ran into the guy that Kramer was based on, <laughs> if you ran into Larry David's real-life former neighbor, Kenny Kramer, that was a fun thing. He was like a New York celebrity. It's like, it's nice that we have a New York celebrity again. Yeah, no, it's nice. It's like we have a whole new generation revived by, well, of TikTok, of characters. <laughs> like, you have the potential to see when you come to New York City. Uh, I saw a video, and he's like, a lot of people are looking out for him, too. Of course. Because I saw a video where somebody edited did like the new spider-man game and was like oh my god they put world of t-shirts in spider-man too and it was like just a drunk guy wander stumbling around in the snow but they edited his voice over it because uh all of your you'll find this out when we get to the tour but all of the tours also come with a singing performance which is just him screaming new york concrete jungle where dreams are made of at the top of his fucking lungs in the middle of the road but people probably sing along with him right no they record him and then they put him on their tiktoks they don't sing along you can't let this guy fry out there we're singing along no, with this we're guy fucking not we're bringing captain's hats this is got listen his name is world of t-shirts does he not sell t-shirts? I mean, I think he does. I think that's what he started doing originally is he had like a shitty cafe press or whatever. This guy's got to bring the t-shirts on the tour. We got to sit down and we got to talk with this guy and we got to help this guy out. Because like if he had just a little duffel bag of t-shirts, we're all drunk enough at some point. We're going to want to buy a suit. Do you know how many t-shirts I bought from concerts that are terrible and like I never wear them again? I'm, I'm hooked. I'm at the concert. Metric is singing. You've seen that Metric t-shirt I own. It's terrible. Well, yeah, it, it would be smart for him to sell t-shirts on the tour. But listen, if he brings t-shirts and he has less hands to carry White Claws in. He needs a caddy. He needs a Robin. He needs a baby. <laughs> he needs like someone who we can pay like $20 an hour just to make sure he doesn't die. To collect people's money, to sell the t-shirt. This guy needs, if his mom would go along on this, they could both make a lot of money. I wonder how this is going to end. Let's vote. Do we think injury? Do we think he's just suddenly going to stop posting? No. I'll Do we think you. he's going to die? No, I know how this is going to end. 
he's going to have a come to Jesus moment and he's going to become like a sobriety influencer. And then that's a whole new market and he can ride that out for the rest of his life. He's going to be like, yeah, I remember this one time like I got beaten up by seven cops. They stole my captain's hat. I puked all I puked all over my phone so I couldn't even call my mom to bail me out of jail. And then I found Christ. Hmm? Uh, hmm. I don't no, know. I feel like the damage it? is already done. Like it was done so early. Like he started drinking like this at 21. He's basically. only 21? He's really young. I don't know if I he's... thought he was 30. No, he's definitely not 30. He's really young. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> Clearly, you think he's going to choke on his own puke. You're allowed to say it. This is a safe space. You think he's going to die. It's okay. No, I think he's going to suddenly stop posting one day and it's going to be because his parents are going to like call the cops on this guy that keeps hanging around with him named Michael Quinn. What? <laughs> it's kind of like his pay piggy mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think that that's going to... I have a feeling that Michael Quinn is funding a lot of these little, little shenanigans that World of T-Shirts is getting himself into, but... I not much do I I don't know very much about Michael Quinn but he's he's just a weird man buddy that mm-hmm. we're all of these roots met on TikTok and now hangs out with in real life I guess sometimes no listen clout vampires we've all we all know and we all love them right clout vampires that's very good I mean but if this guy's buying drinks for world of t-shirts oh yeah he's buying him drinks buying him dinners yes he's inviting him over to his apartment he's a millionaire a billionaire he talks about that too yeah, really uh-huh you really think he's so? got so much money okay. Michael Quinn's got so much money that's how you know somebody has so much money is when they talk about how much no, when someone tells you about how rich they've gotten on TikTok, the first thing I think is like, do you have a book or course I can purchase? Right. They don't tell you this, but like in when you're in that room of the 30th wealthiest people, they do start by just introducing themselves and telling you how much money they have in just in their pocket at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Listen, to be continued on World of T-shirts, you me and t-shirts are going to hang out now i will be going very slowly i will be in a walker or a wheelchair that'd be funny i wonder if the tour is wheelchair accessible now okay it's definitely not it certainly isn't you know maybe i can use my lap to hold everybody's coats like i want to be helpful put your bags and coats on my lap it's like what are they gonna do like they they can't steal them from me they're gonna have to take the whole chair i'm excited i hope the uh Zoomers on our tour are nice. They're going to look, it might just be me and you. But this guy's probably doing like, how many tours does this guy do in a day? I think he does like one a week, actually. I've been seeing videos and it seems like there's like six or seven people on each tour. We need this guy doing two shows a night. We need this guy Broadway style. There's the 3 p.m. and the 8 p.m. He would fucking die as stereos. It's, look. Listen, he's going to die either way. I'm just trying to monetize his limited aliveness window for him. For this guy. Don't you want one of the teachers to get rich? I do. But I don't know. I think if you double the tour, that would be 36 drinks a day. I don't think one of the t-shirts even could survive that. Ah, I don't know. Okay, okay. To be continued. We'll be right back after this more of the loudest podcast. <laughs> gambling update. Gambling update for our listeners. Now, unfortunately, I haven't laid a bet on our listeners' behalf in a while because we were in California and briefly in Texas and neither allows you to gamble from your phone. You can't lose your house from your phone in Texas? The Lone Star fuck you state? Really? That surprises me. I thought you they'd have very lax gambling laws. You, you would think, look, when we think of California and Texas, we think of like opposites. If there's one thing they can both agree on, it's that stereos is going to be bored at the airport because you're not allowed to sports bet from your phone. 
So, last time I laid a bet, which we won. Actually, I think me, you, and the listeners won three or four bets in a row. What's going on with that? How far are we up? I have. I feel like every week we have a, this is it. <laughs> this is the last bet segment. Okay, well, listen, the last bet will happen. But right now, the listeners, not me, the listeners have $372.61. Nice. That was because the Eagles beat the Commanders on October 1st. The Eagles also won uh, a Monday night football game. The Eagles won a Thursday night football game against the Vikings. So, like, so far we're doing great. But tomorrow night, Monday night football is, I think, probably the toughest Eagles game of the season, which is the Eagles versus the Chiefs. Uh Uh-oh. Now, apparently, they met last year in the Super Bowl. I didn't know that. As everyone here knows, I don't pay attention to football i just pay attention to gambling yes and now it's all i think about so apparently the chiefs beat them in the super bowl this is like a super bowl rematch the chiefs are 66 percent favored to win which means if we bet 372 dollars and 61 cents if we bet the listeners entire bankroll on the eagles and they win we more than double our money Really? And it's the first time that we've had the opportunity to double our money because every other bet we've had has been like, you bet 100, you'll win 25. You bet 200, you'll win 30. Like, they've all been like guaranteed Eagles crush them. Right. So now, I just wish we had more time because I'd want to put it up to a vote. Like, listeners, should I spend all, should I put all of your money on the Eagles to upset and beat the Chiefs. I don't but know. That's a big question. They're not here. Honestly, the the closest thing to our listeners is you. Because we all know what I'm going to do. Gamble, 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 gamble. I don't care. Yeah. Oh, this is a big decision. You're going to need to decide on behalf of the listeners. Are we going with the Eagles tomorrow night? Are we going all in on the Eagles? Are we going to maybe drop half our stack? What? Give me some thoughts. I don't know. I I feel first of all, it's a big number there, Chief. It's a big three seventy two. Wow, that's a lot of money, yeah. listeners. Damn, that entitles you to mo- multiple pennies, I think. But if we double it, each listener will get more than a dollar, which is the first time we will have broken the dollar barrier. Oh, okay, that would be really cool. That would be really cool to have at least a dollar to give everybody. So yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's bet, uh, three hundred and fifty dollars. Interesting. On the Eagles, yeah. Okay, now I now I noticed you're saying not three hundred and seventy six, so you're leaving sixteen dollars. Sixteen dollars, which we will split among all of you. <laughs> okay. That's funny enough, and that's what we're doing. You're guarantee you're guaranteed something. <laughs> Might not be much, but maybe it'll be a dollar. Oh my god, I don't know about I'm so scared to go to go. Oh, look, on one hand, if we don't believe the Eagles will win, then they're definitely going to lose. Right. We got to believe. We got to manifest. We have to manifest this. If the Eagles beat the Chiefs tomorrow, because you know that one guy in the Chiefs is dating Taylor Swift. Wait, what? The guy, the guy. What's his name? The guy who's dating Taylor Swift, the football guy. The Oh, yeah, that's right. I don't know his name. Doug Flutie. I don't Doug know. Flutie. I don't yeah. care. Look, <laughs> I kind of... When you're dating Taylor Swift, I do want to see you get taken down a peg. Not a million pegs. One peg. One small peg. Just, just a one. Teeny, tiny little peg. I just want to see exact one notch. You know how many notches I am below you? I can barely see you from down here. I'd like you to be a little closer to where I am. Just a little closer. That's what'll happen if the Eagles beat the Chiefs tomorrow night. The fucking bad news bears are going to win. Remember, 
This is a Philadelphia team. They're all drunk and fighting right now in the locker room. God, I really hope they win. I hope the birds win. Come on, birds. Let's do it. What boys, about... Boys, boys, boys. Wait, wait. What if we bet the spread? What's that mean? If the Eagles lose, but they only lose by like five points, we still get money, but not as much money as if they would have won all right. The spread. What if we bet the spread? What if we bet the Eagles to cover... The spread! You're getting too complicated for me. No, I don't understand this. Now you're just betting. Can you tell that I like saying the spread and I can. The spread? I do. Because these are phrases I haven't had access to for most of my adult life. Do you have any idea how much fun it is to tweet at other gambling guys and be like, I'm a man now. I'm a real man. Look at me betting like men do. And they're like sitting there. And meanwhile, for the last month, the only things you could think were ow and leg. <laughs> it's too, I'm too old to go to war. They're not going to draft me anymore, okay? That part of my life is over. You can't get drafted. You can't walk. Well, it's I certainly can't get drafted now. But even so, it's like I have so few ways to prove I'm a man. Covering the spread? If the evil's a, you know who covers the spread, right? Dudes. Dudes and pros who play Moneyball. Yeah, Moneyball, yeah. Moneyball. All right. You're saying no to the spread. You're no. saying we're going all in. Yeah, I think so. Listeners, this is now officially... Rancho's fault. Oh, yeah. I. This is so, oh my God. This is like when all those dudes stabbed Caesar because they were all like, mm, blood's on all of our hands. So like, we're all only a little bit guilty. Yeah. Oh boy. How does it feel to have all that blood on your hands? Let's find out. It feels a little better, honestly, knowing that it's like the difference between 25 cents and uh, like a dollar. It feels good, actually. All right. Okay. We're doing this. Like, I feel like I'm not betting a kid's college fund. It's $350. That's a lot of money. Not a kid's college fund's worth. You know how many bets we had to win to get this money? <gasps> how many? Three in a row. I did not know that. Okay. Well, well let's, let's go for a fourth one. All right. Okay. All right, listeners. We're going for the fourth one. Uh, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, I'm either sorry or I told you so. We'll be right back after this with more of the loudest podcast. Uh, did you tell the listeners what happened to me? Yeah, you broke your leg. You I drank a big glass of bone-hurting juice. I shouldn't have drank that juice. <laughs> <laughs> but I, think the, I like that skeleton who plays the trumpet. I think he's very funny. So did you say, ow, my bones, when you broke your bones? I, okay. Because so, that would have been really funny if you did. No, I did not go, ow, my bones. <laughs> ow, my bones. My bones are broken. I you did, didn't say that? I did not say that. Uh, listeners, thank you for all your well wishes. The lower part of my leg, it used to have two bones. You know how it's like two bones, like the big one and the small one? Yeah. Okay. I broke both of those bones. Twice. Wow. So I turned two bones into six bones. I have a septa leg. That's crazy. Do you like it? I hate it. I don't like it either. It hurts so fucking much. It looks so scary on the x-ray. Did you look at it? It looks like a fucking Bugs Bunny cartoon break. I will upload the photos of the x-ray to this Patreon thing. I don't like either set of x-rays because the x-rays they took it at the emergency room when I broke my leg again. Just a nice clean snap. Yeah. Just like a, a couple of clean, like someone took a hacksaw in like the old west and they were like, I'm a doctor. Like that kind of shit. Right, like bonk. Like right in your, it like just looks like a break. It looks like a cartoon, like a kid would draw. Yes, but then the new x-rays they took after the surgery 
Do you see how many fucking screws they put in my knee? Yeah, holy Christ. It looked like a repair job that my dad would do, where they were just like, we're going to keep putting screws in this until it sticks. Like three different screws from all different angles are like holding my knee together for the rest of my life. I wonder if that'll set off metal detectors. It so far has not. Oh, cool. Because they tried to make me go through the metal detector. They were like, can you walk through the metal detector? I fucking hate airport people. What the fuck? No, stupid. Look at him. I was in a wheelchair and my leg is in this like super boot. Like you go and walk through the wheelchair. I was like, you know what, guys? I, I'll give it a shot. You know what? Let me try. So I get up. I immediately almost fall onto my face and I grab the metal detector parts like for leverage. Then the metal detector thing starts to come down. So a lady on the other side has to push the metal detector thing up and they go, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, okay, you can't do it. And it's like, yeah, genius. What the fuck did you think was going to happen here? These people are so fucking stupid. I swear to God, I hate airport people so much. I can't ever really get mad at them because I know what they're paid. And I know that they have to deal with like a lot of like entitled business boomers. It's me. I'm the entitled business boomer. Because I dare not avert my gaze when you're fucking screaming at me at seven in the goddamn morning to take my fucking shoes off because the rules are different this week. You notice that like 50% of the time in JFK, they make you do it and then the other half they don't. And they always treat you like an idiot for whatever choice you make. They're like, why are you taking your shoes off? You don't even take your shoes off, dumbass. Right. Hey, idiot, you got to take those shoes off. There might be TikTok bombs in those shoes. So like, shut the fuck up. I don't know why they can't just be nicer. I also know what they're paid and what they deal with. <laughs> like, uh, all right, let me just tell the, let me tell the story what happened with my leg. You mind if I tell the story? Go for it. What happened with my leg? It's really embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, it is. It was immediately funny when I broke my leg. I thought it was the funniest thing in the world. Okay, so here's what happened. So Rancho likes to go hiking and I like Rancho. So I bought a an annual pass to Joshua Tree National Park. It's like a little laminated card, and it's like you can hike as many times as you want a year. And I'm like, I want to get my money out of this annual pass. We were about to go on our fifth hike of the month. It also works, I just want to say, it works in all national parks. It, it's a national park annual pass. It does work in all national parks. So like, So we can bring it home and go to like the upper New York forest or whatever the fuck. Yeah, we can go to Wake Forest National Park or whatever the fuck. Yes. So I'm like, all right, I'm getting my money's worth. We had gone hiking about a week or so earlier and we took pictures. Like we took fun pictures of each other. And listeners... This is going to be maybe the most cringe thing I've ever said. And just hang on with me, okay? Don't hang up the podcast. <laughs> so Rancho's taking some pictures of me from down below. Low angle shots. And I, at one point, I'm like, oh, let me take my shirt off. Like, that'd be fun. Like, do a little flexing, like a muscle man, like a, like a wrestler, like you know, wrestle, big wrestler energy. Takes these pictures. I don't like the way my pecs look <laughs> in these photos. Do you know how much time I spend blasting my pack? Rancho, how much time do I spend blasting my pecs? Yeah, you only work out your glamour muscles. I only work out my pecs. Why? Because I'm trying to impress Rancho. I want her to have like a cut, like a ripped hunk of meat man meat. You're right. If you're a guy, only belly button and up. Yes. Is that, you think I'm going to strengthen my lower back? 
Why would I do? I'm yeah, not well, doing that's it. That's stupid. What, what do you want to exercise your legs? That's dumb. That's the dumbest thing I can think of. Would you ever str- need that? Having a strong platform of support for your body? No, 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 no. Arms and chest only. So I don't like the way my pecs look in these pictures. So I say to myself, next time we go hiking, instead of being high up, I want to be way down. And I want Rancho to be at like the top of a hill and me to be at the bottom of a hill. Like when girls take the selfie where they raise the, the phone way up. What is that called? Is that is there a name for that? I don't know, but it's just selfie angle. The selfie angle. Yeah. I want the selfie angle. So I'm like, okay, Rancho, you stay up here. You're, and I'm gonna I'm gonna run down this hill off the marked trails. Oh no! Yes, no, no. That's, uh, well, because I was doing my own thing. Right. I don't think if you've never been to Joshua Tree National Park, it's full of like big boulders. Yeah. It's big boulders. It's like millions and millions of boulders of all sizes, from pebble size to the size of a house. And I, as a kid, was super good at running around and climbing on big boulders. I grew up in a beach town. And so, you know, we just had like all these like rocky beaches and I would love like I'd skip between them, jump between them, like climb around these rocks. So I'm running down this hill to to get to the bottom of this little valley thing. And I'm not kidding, listeners, like I start to feel like a euphoria, like a connectedness with nature. I'm smiling. I start jogging. I'm jogging down the sand. Have you ever seen me jog? No. I'm jogging down the sand. And there's these rocks. I'm like, oh, that's fun. Jump, jump, jump like Mario. Jump, jump, jump. Hop, hop, hop. Rocks, rocks, rocks. I get to this one rock. I climb it. And I'm smiling so big. And there's another rock. Like, there's a little chasm, like a three-foot chasm. And I go, I think I can make it. And I back up a little bit. And I jump. And I'm in midair. I'm like alive and connected to nature and Mother Earth in a way I never have been before. And I land and I hear, snap. Oh my God. Listeners, if you break your leg, you will hear it. That's how you'll know it's broken. Oh my God. (laughs) I heard snap. I bet you did. Like a chicken, like a wishbone at Thanksgiving. I heard snap. Like if you took some dry sticks and snapped them over, I hear snap. I look down at my leg and it's in three very clearly defined pieces. Uh. Kind of like if you opened up, like how do I, but like if you opened up a Toblerone, you know what I mean? Oh my God, ew. And there's like the chunks in there. Yeah, like the defined, like the mountains. (laughs) There's defined mountains in my pants. That's what they said on the, uh. The report from the doctor, it was like visibly disfigured. So I break my leg and I, the first thing I think of is like, wow, you broke your leg trying to get a better selfie for Instagram. There's an episode of Family Guy about this. (laughs) There definitely is. There's an episode of Family Guy where Lois is so insistent on beating the Spooner Street Instagram-like record that she falls off a cliff and needs a medevac rescue. And you just jumped off a cliff. In my mind, I start thinking about those people that died trying to catch the Pokemon when Pokemon Go came out. I think of every idiot that's died doing something stupid, and I'm like, well, 
if I die on this rock, I deserve it. Yeah, exactly. You're like the kids that planked too hard and got hit by cars or whatever. Yes, exactly. Or, or like that one influencer that like pranked someone and they got shot in the belly and he's like, I will prank again. But yeah. I shouldn't have done this. But no, I did get shot and it hurt real bad. Now, there's a thing where it's like, look, I'm always anxious. I'm always nervous all the time. It took me eight hours of dread today to record this podcast that we've made 210 of. I had to like go through like eight hours of dread and bargaining acceptance to record the podcast. And uh, I'm just like an anxious guy, except in an emergency when I spring to life. So the first thing I start doing is I start repeating a mantra to myself, like a transcendental meditation mantra. I cut my hands into each other like this, and I make a little tent with my thumbs, and I start going to myself, what is, is. <laughs> and I start taking deep breaths, and I start going like, you're in pain, and that is okay. What is, is. Y'all ever broke your, y'all ever fucked up your legs so hard you become religious? That's a <laughs> You spontaneously start believing in God. You're in so much pain. You're like, holy fuck, I hope there's a God. Okay, first of all, I was praying to Buddha, not to God, okay? Same God shit. can't hit, there's same no God mantras. Shit. I was same praying shit. to Buddha or Vishnu same or something. Shit. Of course it's all the same shit. <laughs> now, I learned this mantra from, from like a very interesting monthly uh, science periodical that I read. And, you know, I'd read about, luckily, like I just read about it like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I should know. It was a fucking video game. No, it was a comic book. It or was an a app or something. Oh, it was a comic book. It wasn't a video. It was an X Men. It was an X Men comic book, and Cable was being tortured for a month by the bad guys, but he kept repeating what is is to himself to keep himself centered. Okay, yeah, oh, I, I took it from a comic book. Well, that's good. <laughs> so I'm repeating what is is. And then I get myself together to the point where I can cry out. And I'm like, this is an emergency. You must conserve an economy of language. So I yell out, hey, Rancho, I broke my leg and I'm not kidding. Please call 911. Yeah, Remember when I yelled that? It's very important to include you did say like, I'm not kidding. Please do not take the, I know you're going to assume this is a joke when I say this, but this is no joke. My leg is in six pieces. Please help. And she goes, okay, I'm going to call 911 right away. And she does. Now at this point, the world starts going white oh. around me. The world is being drained of color. The beautiful oranges and reds, the crimsons of the Joshua Tree Desert begin to fade. And I'm like, I've seen movies. I'm going into shock. And you're not supposed to fall unconscious. Yeah. Right? Yes, you're right. You, they specifically told me on the phone. Don't let them do that. Don't let them fall unconscious? Yeah. Okay. So I'm like, oh, okay. So I start pouring, pouring some water on my head. That's not working. I try slapping myself in the face. I'm like, slap, 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 slap. It's not working. I try taking off my t-shirt. I'm like, yeah, maybe, you'll, you know, that's not working. <sighs> so I go, wait a minute. I know it'll wake me up. And I grab the broken pieces of my leg. And I start manipulating the broken bones in my leg. Oh, ouch. I try to lift up what's left of my leg kind of like a pancake like so like i'm trying to like just pick up all the goo that is my leg 
And I'm like, let me see if I can like, get a makeshift splint or a tourniquet. I start manipulating the bones, the individual broken bones. And I go, oh, oh. And the world comes right back into color, like the end of Pleasantville. Like, boom, technicolor. And I'm like, I'm awake now. Oh, fuck, my God. Holy shit. Ouch. Why would you do that? I don't know. It worked. Hey, why are you asking why did I do it? Why aren't you asking, good job, it worked? I guess that's not a question. Hey, it worked, okay? I mean, I guess, but maybe that's why you needed so many extra screws, because you were fucking dicking around with it. Don't do what I do, listeners, period. Don't dick around with your broken leg bones. And and instead of trying to fix your weight problem with camera angles, maybe eat less. <laughs> just but, a thought. Just a thought. But anyway... So at this point, the, the 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 EMT show up, and I'm so fucking embarrassed that I've made like a fire truck come out here. So they're like, "How did you? How did this happen?" And I go, "I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I'm not very happy with my physical appearance. So I thought if I ran <laughs> to the bottom of this chasm, I could get a picture where I looked less big." And they start laughing their fucking asses <laughs> off. They think this is the funniest thing. They are all having a really good time now. They're like, we appreciate your honesty. Aww. And I'm like, I'm really sorry to drag you guys out of here. I know there's probably bigger things. I'm sorry. This is my fault. I'm that guy. One of them pulls out like a speaking spell, like a Fisher Price suitcase, like a weird little suitcase with like, Blinking lights on it and switches and dials. Like something out of like 1960s Star Trek. Was it an EKG? No. I'm like, hey, what's that? The guy goes, yeah, uh, we're going to have to give you some fentanyl. (laughs) Keep it in a computer? Yes. They keep it in the computer. The computer gives you the fentanyl because a human might kill you. Oh, my fucking God. We only trust the computer to dispense the fentanyl. Holy I'm not kidding. Fucking shit. You dude. push a button and it's, it's like a curing machine, but for fentanyl. So this guy goes, yeah, we're going to have to give you some fentanyl. My first reaction is like, no, that'll kill me. Yeah, and like, no, that's the that's the drug that Zendaya snorted. Yeah. Euphoria that's, by a guy named Mouse who had a very scary theme song. That's this is the this is the the euphoria drug. This is the thing that keeps killing. This is the thing we're all upset about fentanyl. I go, uh, are we sure we're there? I, I was like, is there another painkiller we should start with? And the guy goes, <laughs> you broke your leg into six pieces, buddy. You're getting some fentanyl, but don't worry about it because if you overdose, we also have Narcan. So we have the thing that might kill you and we have the thing that'll fix you. He tells this whole joke. This is like a standing bit this guy has and it's really funny. Has I'm it- like, if I fucking die of a fentanyl overdose right now, that would be hilarious. Has anybody told this guy that the concern is usually not dying immediately? It's waking up and being like, oh, hey, now I'm addicted to fentanyl. I don't know. I know. I was scared of dying Whoops. immediately. I was not scared of getting hooked on fent. Because you know why? I don't know how I get it. And I'm not super worried about it. Yeah, that's what they all say. What? That's what they all say. Really? You never watched Intervention? No. Yeah, they're all like, oh, we were giving kids. And it's your friends. It's always your friends that give you the fentanyl. All your friends have fentanyl. You just don't know. All your friends have fentanyl. One out of every three people has fentanyl. Well, I don't have any fentanyl. And I don't have any fentanyl. 
listeners. <laughs> well, then the person listening to this, I need you to empty your pockets. So they give me 250 milligrams of fentanyl and then immediately give me another 250 milligrams of fentanyl. Jesus. Now I'm on the rock, 500 milligrams of fentanyl in me. Now the park rangers are showing up. <laughs> the guy, they're wearing the hats. They're wearing the shorts. I am so embarrassed. Do you remember what I yelled at them? Uh, I'm an annual park member. Give me primary service, please. I yelled at them. I yelled, sorry, but I am an annual member. And they laugh at that. They think that's funny. I'm live riffing my own death. Yeah, that's what happens when you're high on fentanyl, I think. As I'm laying on this fucking thing. And then eventually I'm surrounded by EMTs firefighters, and park rangers. I'm surrounded by like three independent units of the state and federal government, and none of them know how to get me off this rock. <laughs> now, you were here for a lot of this, so maybe you want to tell this part of the story. It's super fun because, okay, so the rock, because you broke your leg at a really stupid place. You were like on top of a boulder, but there were other boulders surrounding you of like an Easter egg shape, like multiple Easter egg shaped boulders. So there was no way to get like a stretcher because then you, you would have to like tilt it at like a 30 degree angle to get it down the boulder and then you could fly off and go oh my bones so what they had to do is they had to get a crazy stretcher I've never seen the likes of this before but it was like a stretcher with one big unicycle mountain bike wheel attached to the bottom of it and they successfully maneuvered that over rocks to get you onto it I was sure you were gonna get a have, have to get helivacked out of there I was sure they were going to have to get a helicopter. If they had talked about bringing in a helicopter, I think I would have said, leave me here to die. That's too embarrassing. <laughs> Just let me die. I can't be hella vacked. I can't be the idiot that took a selfie that like made them use a million dollar helicopter that day. I can't. I can't. Yeah, no, I think that would have pushed the medical bill to like a million dollars. One hell of a ride. <laughs> yeah, holy fucking moly. I know. So thank God, like these six people, they get me, they, they get me on the thing. And, and of course, Ranger and I are like separated by a gulf because I wanted there to be a lot of distance between us. What was the first thing I said to you when we were reunited? Oh, the first thing you did was fucking snitch on me for smoking weed. Is you were like, uh, they carry you out of the rocks and they're like, okay, we're taking you to this hospital. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll go. And then you're like, you can't drive. And I was like, what the fuck, Asterios? My, my, I, Rancho had been hitting a vape earlier in the day and i and i was driving i was a designated driver and i didn't i i was very concerned that she might be stoned and and drive i i it hadn't been put together for me that like maybe you taking a tiny hit of a vape and then watching your fiance bust his leg at a six p that might sober you up yeah i was gonna say it sobers you up pretty quickly <laughs> yeah so i'm sorry the i the first thing i said to her wasn't like oh thank you so much for saving my life or like oh i'm so sorry i ruined our vacation it was give me the keys you can't drive yeah, damn it really be your own people it's like they say <laughs> Wait, what do they say they really be your own you can't trust nobody not even your own people because they're the ones snitching yeah okay well <laughs> thankfully i don't know that, but I, I apologize. I should not have snitched. That's okay. I, I should not you. have snitched on you. They, they, they put me in the back of the ambulance, and the EMT goes, "Hey, you want, you want to see something fun?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And then he turns on a set of Christmas lights in the ambulance. What the fuck? In the back, this dude strung like blinking, twinkling Christmas lights all along the roof of the thing, just to delight people who are dying. 
And it worked. Oh, you can tell that he does that all year round, too, because it was like early November when it this happened. It was October. Right? Yeah, it was like, October. Exactly. I was like, this is so cute. Oh, my God. You're so cool. This guy's so cool. And uh, the guy's like, yeah, okay, well, we're going to give you some more fentanyl now. Okay, yeah, you like that? Time for fentanyl. And then he gives me another two units. So now I've got four doses of fentanyl in me. What was it like? What was it like being high on fentanyl? I wish I could say it was like fun and I was flying. I think I must have just been in so much pain that it only brought me back to normal. Mm. Also, from what people on the internet are saying, they're saying like the way you take fentanyl recreationally is different than like <laughs> medical grade fentanyl or thankfully I don't know a lot about fentanyl. And I'd like like the other day someone called it Fenty and I thought that was like that makeup line from Rihanna. Yeah, I heard that. Did she take the name Fenty from fentanyl or is that just like a weird coincidence? No, I think that's uh, that's her her government name is Robin Fenty. Really? Yeah, fun fact. Oh, that's fun. All right, so dude, he loads me up with some more fentanyl. And then he uh, he, he rings up a phone and he's like, yeah, this uh, guy, uh, yeah, he had, uh, obvious tib fracture, multiple fractures. Uh, he's, he lost a little bit of blood. We got him splinting. We got him out of there. Uh, he sustained the injury uh, jumping between one big rock and another big rock. <laughs> and then that's what it says on like all my medical paperwork. Big rock jumper. Yeah, like, like patient jump between rocks, comma, failed, comma, broke leg. So I get to the, the emergency room and the doctor's there and she's like, hey, you know, oh, hey, uh, okay, uh, you're going to need surgery <laughs> right away. And I'm like, what? Like, I broke my leg. This was the entire 80s was, was me watching my classmates break their legs in gym class and then uh, they put it in a big cast or something. They're like, no, 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 no cast for you. We need to put a titanium rod in you right away. And what was the name of this doctor who told me this? Dr. Cable. And what's the name of the guy who said what is is in the Marvel comic books? Cable. So Cable saved my life twice that day. Oh my God, it's all coming back together. It's all coming full circle. Meanwhile, while this was happening, there was a guy that looked like Boogie2988 screaming in the lobby. It was crazy because his like car exploded or something. And he had these like burns all over his gun too. And he was like, I have to take my clothes off. I have to take my clothes off. You could see, like, he had really, really bad. Like, his skin was, like, melting. You can't take your clothes off. That's going to reopen those wounds. Oh, he revealed his gut. <laughs> those clothes are now part of what's keeping you alive. <laughs> like, please leave the clothes on. Oh, yeah, I forgot about clothes. So the first thing they asked me is, they're like, can we cut through your pants? And I'm like, yeah, well, yes. I don't care about that at all. But... Here's one of the reasons why I think the injury wasn't much worse. So a couple of days before I broke my leg, Rancher and I had gone to a thrift store and I bought a bunch of pants. And I don't know from pants. If they fit, I assume they're fine. I'm like, oh, this pants pants really tiny pockets. They're real tight fitting, but they look good on me. <laughs> and why are they why are they labeled by just one even number? Yeah, I don't, I don't know either. And who is and, and who's Lane Bryant? Whoever this might So long story short. These pants were so tight that they kept my bones in place. They acted like an emergency splint. See, my theory is that the girl pants caused what? the break. Like, I think that when you were jumping between the two rocks, you landed weird, right? I did. So maybe if your whatever the leg version of a wingspan was not impeded by the fact that your pants were designed for uh, a lady. A lady then you would have been able to like complete the jump. 
we'll, we may never know whether the pants were ultimately my doing or undoing, but I did keep the pants. <laughs> Good. Because what I'm going to do is I'm going to use my mom's sewing machine. I'm going to sew them back up. And I'm going to wear these pants around as a reminder not to do anything stupid anymore. No more running in front of cars and yelling, I'm a human being who almost killed me, I'm a human being. No more breaking up fist fights in front of McDonald's and yelling that, quote, we don't need violence in our communities. Okay? No more shenanigans. The shenanigans are over, listeners. You know what you should do? You should wear those pants to the hiking trail that we were going to do that day and then like take a picture of yourself at the end of it like hey i came i saw i conquered and i was defeated by the rocks one time but this time i won you think this is you think this is it for me in hiking you got another thing coming as soon as i can walk again as soon as i'm out of this wheelchair thing i'm gonna become mr hike so sir hikes a lot we're going back to joshua tree to fight the boulders again i will not be defeated by these boulders i'm gonna punch one and break all my fingers so they transferred me from like one hospital to like another hospital, and then uh, yeah, they put me in like the Frank Sinatra ward, uh, the, the 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 very expensive, very nice hospital. Here's what I forgot about California: everyone who's working is also high all the time on weed. Oh yeah. And I don't blame them because like every nurse, like every like all of them. They're, they all went through like years of COVID. <laughs> like they went through like years of like people coming in sick, arguing with you that they weren't sick and their idiot relatives saying, do not put this person on a ventilator. The ventilator will kill them. Like they went through, like they saw all these people die. They saw like all these, their colleagues die. Like if they're still working in the medical field, they're like a broken shell of a person. I understand why you want weed. Go ahead. I would be high at work too. Me too. If I wasn't super addicted to it. Oh yeah. As a result of everybody being high, no one is talking to anyone else. Departments aren't talking to each other. One doctor tells me I need a test. Another doctor comes in and says, you don't need that. A third doctor says, why wasn't that first test ordered? Like one doctor saying it's okay to take this drug. Another doctor saying, actually, you should be off that drug. And so I, with a broken leg, eventually like have to pull out my laptop and start writing down what like every doctor says and what every doctor is prescribing, what tests I'm waiting on. Like I realize, like, I'm not getting out of this hospital unless like somebody kind of takes control of this situation. I guess it's going to have to be me, the dying guy with like oxygen up his nose. Yeah, Jesus. Oh, my God. That sucks. Yeah, no, no. It was really scary. Listen, they kept me there for eight days at this hospital. I broke my leg and they kept me there for eight fucking days. That was fucking wild that they kept you there for eight days. Usually they push you the fuck out. Second, you're done with that goddamn surgery. They push pregnant ladies out clutching their newborn baby's arms. Like they pushed them into the freezing cold. I'm there for eight days because they can't figure out why my heart rate is so high. And my heart rate is so high because I'm surrounded by a bunch of like stoned incompetence who I can't yell at or like really like tear into because I get it. These people are all COVID shell-shocked. Like I understand. So so it got really bad at one point. So like they, they put my leg in this boot and they put the boot on this like big kitty slide and they're like sleep like this. So my leg is like a foot and a half off the ground. 
And then one night, I just kind of turn in my sleep. My leg goes like, Timber! Oh, fuck. And he fucking falls off this kitty slide. Just like, imagine like a sock full of pennies. Just going like, crunch, crunch, crumple. Like, quopped. Like, remember that old video game, Quop? You quopped. So no. my leg like, quops itself and like, slinkies down the side of the bed. Oh, fuck. And it wakes me up, but I'm screaming in pain. I start screaming, help, help, my leg. Help! And a nurse runs in and she goes, Oh my God, is something wrong? <laughs> what do you think, lady? Now, here's the thing you thought that, right? You thought it. That's what you think. And then you give the real answer, which is like, Yes, my leg hurts. Like, I kind of can't take it anymore. I'm like, I'm like on day five of the, like, they're not, t- they're not letting me out of the hospital. You give me shitty food. And I go, Is something wrong? What do you think? Yes, something's fucking wrong. Look at my leg. My leg is slinking down the goddamn bed. Oh, please help. I'm quapping. I'm quapping all over the place. And the nurse goes, well, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do about it? And I'm even more shocked that she's asking me what my medical opinion is. And I go, honestly, I leave that up to you. you you're a nurse. Like, you tell me what to do. And she goes, well, we, we're not supposed to touch people unless they want to be touched. And I yell, I consent to being touched. Please help me. So oh, a bunch of nurses, that. like, scoop up the parts of my leg. And they, like, reboot it. And they put it back together. And I'm like, I need a painkiller. I need a painkiller. And they're like, well, all we can really give you is Oxycontin. They'd been giving me Oxycontin all week and like I wasn't feeling anything. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. Like it just wasn't working. I'm guessing that like I smoked too much weed in my 20s and 30s and like, I don't know, I'm just resistant to Oxy. Maybe. Yeah, like the same thing. Like I remember like one time when I was younger, like my little brother gave me some fucking uh, acid. Like I remember like I tried ecstasy. Like I've tried a bunch of drugs and they just don't work. The amount of money I've wasted on mushrooms. Damn. That just because I'm just immune to it at this point. So the so the girl brings Oxy and I, and I go, you know what? Actually, Oxy's really not working. Uh, could I just get some Tylenol? And she's like, Well, we're I don't know that we're allowed to give you Tylenol. You won't give me Tylenol, but you'll give me Oxycontin. <laughs> and I'm just this is all crazy. And the lady's like, Well, then you're not getting anything. And then she like takes the Oxycontin back. And I go, lady, if it's a choice between nothing and oxy, I'll take the oxy. And she goes, no, you said you didn't want it. I've already marked it as waste. And I go, you're telling me you can't uncheck a box on your computer. Give me those pills. It is permanently gone now. Like, you're not the meter maid that started writing the ticket. Just give me the stupid pills back. Pick them out of the trash. I'll eat them. Thankfully, at that point, a doctor runs in and the doctor's like, yeah, give this guy like tramadol right away. Like, and they start like pumping in goo into me. Oh, thank God. Oh my God. That sounds terrible. Yeah. They start like pumping in goo into me and I fall back asleep. And then like, eventually I find out like through interrogating multiple people, multiple times that the reason I've been there for eight days is that they're waiting on an ultrasound. And I go, I could... I could go to like an urgent care clinic and get an ultrasound right now for $50. Like you've kept me here eight days because of the little wand and the goo. Like you can't, there's no one in California to give me, it makes more sense to you people. 
to keep me here for eight days, then maybe call in like the ultrasound tech at six o'clock and go, can you work a little later tonight? And after I like really like lay out my case, the, the next morning, an ultrasound person shows up. They take a thing in my heart and they're like, well, we've given you a, a, a cat, a, a CT, ch chest CT, chest X-ray, give you an ultrasound. We can't tell why your heart rate is so high. So we're just going to let you out of the hospital. <laughs> okay, bye. Glad we went through all that. Yeah, and I'm like, guys, the reason my heart rate is so high is because I'm surrounded by people who aren't talking to each other and don't seem to really know what they're doing. And it's giving me a fucking anxiety attack that I'm like trapped in some escape room hospital. <laughs> escape room hospital. That's exactly what it was. Yeah, it's like I didn't I didn't put the red key on the blue door enough or like I, I, I didn't answer these riddles three. And so finally, finally, they let me out of the fucking goddamn hospital. Rancho comes to pick me up right away. We're supposed to fly the next day, but blood clots, so we end up extending our vacation. So we get a nice little hotel with a pool. Did you like the pool? I had a great time. We were at the uh, golf course, Hilton. I yeah, think. It was nice. Just Rancho found like some really good deal on like a Hilton. And so it's like there's all these people golfing. There's all these old people. It was nice to not be the only person in a wheelchair. Like all my wheelchair buddies were there. Yeah. And then I, 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 I get home. My mom, thank God, meets us there. My mom has bought two different walkers and a wheelchair. And my mom has also bought me like a bunch of medical tearaway pants. Yeah, those are really funny. They look like uh, astronaut pants. Yeah, I've got like the Job from a Resident Development stripper pants. Like I'm wearing them right now. So now I'm just like wheelchairing around our little town. It's nice because it has like an AOE effect of making everyone nicer and get out of your way. Everyone's like smiling at me. They're asking me how it happened. I'm telling them I didn't like how fat my face was, so I jumped <laughs> off a rock. Look, it could have been a lot worse. I was able to wiggle my toes on the rock. Like my muscles didn't break. My nerves didn't. What the, like the doctors keep saying, if you were going to break your leg, this is how you should have broke your leg. Right. And they say it's healing pretty good too. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm, I'm going to orthopedists and stuff and all this nonsense and regular doctors. So look, look, I'll heal. But the thing is, I need to, well, what I've, I've decided a couple of things. Like one, no more shenanigans. No more shenanigans. No more childish antics. No more acting like a 41-year-old teenager, okay? <laughs> I, my bones are now brittle. Because this is how one of my favorite wrestlers, Adam Cole. He's 35. He was, on, he was on top of the wrestling ring, and he took a very simple leap down to the ground. He broke his leg just like I did. F. Because you're older. The other thing is I'm going to, the moment my leg is healed, I'm going to start taking wrestling classes. It's like I got to get into wrestling classes now. And I need to become a professional wrestler or a professional wrestling manager soon. And you need to break all your other bones. So you could go for the, how many bones do people have? 200, 200 bone record. I mean, I, they teach you how to safely fall. You know, you're rolling around, you're going limp. Like, Dave, it's very bone-friendly ways to hit. If I had taken those wrestling classes, I probably would have landed on that rock totally fine. There's a soft way to break all your bones. <laughs> Okay, I'm starting to think that you don't think I should take wrestling classes. I don't know. I don't know. It depends how bone friendly. Is there a bone plus version? A wrestling? Yeah. Uh-huh. We could call it the bone league. A, a league for wrestlers where they really care about the health of your bones. Sort of like a 40 plus wrestling. Like a seniors wrestling. Right, and you all wear bone suits. I mean, it would actually kind of be nice to wear some pads. 
they fall on their backs and butts a lot. It looks like it hurts a lot. Yeah. These wrestlers. I mean, the thing is, though, this is, I got a gimmick now, which is if I kick you with my titanium leg, it could knock you out cold. And, I th- and then it breaks in half. <laughs> hey, what? How are you going to break a titanium leg? I don't know. You could break the other side of it. You could? You could. I've seen the x-ray. I don't know. Maybe I should learn these things. <laughs> to look it up. Before I start using my metal leg as a gimmick. Watch out. Watch out for Cyberleg. <laughs> look out. Cyberleg's going to get you. I've talked a lot here. I want to hear some of your thoughts on this. Like, you're watching me fucking eat shit. You're watching me screaming at nurses. <laughs> like, you're like watching like it's like you're watching all this. And, you, and you've been so helpful. You've been like pushing me around in the wheelchair. You're going to the grocery store. She's Rancho's doing everything. And she's got her regular job, too. Oh, thank you. I'm, yeah, no, fun. <laughs> what? It was fun. It was you know, fun? Pushing your, uh, I wanna. I wonder what noise your b- new bone would make if you like hit it against something. I imagine like clang. When you die, will you donate your body to science? Because I think it would go like bonk, like bonk, like an aluminum rod. You ever hit a uh, like a hollow aluminum rod against something? What if I get cremated? You're and then you just go like, give me the extras. Give wonder, me the stuff that didn't burn. Yeah, I wonder what they do if you get cremated and you have like metal parts inside of you. Do they like stick them in the jar or what? I got a foot of titanium in me. I got a foot of titanium. Titanium ain't cheap. Yeah, I wonder if that burns or if they'll be like, okay, and do you want the bone? No, do you think titanium's going to burn? You want the metal bone? A bone clearly does. Well, that's different. Bone ain't titanium. Is it? What's the difference? I mean, no, obviously I know they're two different substances, but which is stronger is what I'm trying to say. Titan- I, I guess the high water content of bones would be probably why the cremation works. Well, the other thing about bones is they're full of goo. Like they're kind of, you know, it's like how birds have hollow bones. Like our, our bones are full of a marrow. Yeah. There's, there ain't no marrow in this titanium. It's just straight tie. The, the straight, the, I assume they get to keep the titanium and then they wait till they have a couple of pounds of it. And then they go down to like one of those... Uh, you know, places where you bring the copper wire you steal from a house to buy meth. That's smart. You know what it would be smarter to do would be to x-ray the dead bodies and take them out first. <laughs> Finders keepers. Right. You break it open and then you grab it. And it is, I mean, it's all going to become dust anyway. Who gives a fuck what it looked like? Yeah. I mean, what are they going to Hey, we're a little light on these ashes in this crematorium thing. They don't know. Yeah, How well, many ashes do you think? Like a cup of ashes? Two cups of ashes? I don't know. I've heard that it's like a lot of ashes. It's a lot of ashes? Like a Ziploc bag. <laughs> but a, a quart or a gallon? Not a gallon. I'm thinking I'm going to make about a quart of ashes. I would guess a quart of ashes. Listeners! How many, how much ashes do you think I'll make by volume? Sound off in the comments. Thank you for being so nice, listeners. I'm so sorry I broke my leg. Oh my God, it was so embarrassing. Break my leg. It's embarrassing to tell. Look, usually when I come on this show and to tell stories, I'm very, ha- I'm proud to tell stories of like McDonald's fights. And like, I'm proud to tell stories of like trying to one-up people at Overeaters Anonymous meetings. This is, I'm deeply ashamed of this yeah you should be i am this is deeply shameful breaking your leg trying to get a selfie what are you nine i broke my leg trying to get a better selfie and then i got the medical bill and i you know i posted this on uh instagram but uh the gross amount is three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. holy fuck america for the whole thing 
uh, of course, I got a letter from my insurance company saying, like, we don't feel it was medically necessary for you to stay in the hospital. I broke my leg. What do you mean it's not medically necessary? Where are they going to do the surgery in, like, the fucking Wiener Schnitzel parking lot? I have to stay at the hospital. That's where the surgery happens. Yeah, you had to stay there. They are not right. They're not fucking right. You absolutely had to. That was 100% medically necessary. Now, my my health insurance company does something that I hate, but I also understand. They reject everything first. And they're like, you justify it. Because they know a lot of people are just not going to deal with it. And so like, yeah, so now I've, I have to collect all my x-rays and this and that and all the doctor's notes. And uh, I have to make the case to my insurance company that a broken leg might need medical attention. Yeah, and a lot of it. Yeah, so $350,000. I'm going to have to argue with that. Hopefully we can meet somewhere in the middle and I can just give them an eighth of a million dollars instead of a quarter of a million Yeah, dollars. Jesus, fuck you people. Yeah. All right, and uh, we'll be right back after some more Loudest Podcast. That's it for the Loudest Podcast. Gambling, a broken leg, a broken man, this t-shirt guy. We took you on an emotional journey this week, listeners. This was a good episode to come back to. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget, you go to patreon.com slash stairs. You get, I think we have around 200 full-length bonus episodes wow. at this point. Entire Dungeons & Dragons campaigns. But we, we did a bonus show about Survivor once five years ago. So if you want to know our thoughts on that particular season, it's the one with Second Chance Island. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, exactly. And then uh, the, we, there's a new thing that you recorded with Mimi that we're going to put out this week. Yeah. Which is like a fun little thing where like you guys talk about Dag and Rampa. Just a random thing, not a reoccurring it's, thing. Well, it's fun though. It's fun. People are listen to it. It's been fun to talk about Dag and Rampa. All right, that's it. All right. Patreon.com slash Steros. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.